Today's episode of Slightly Something Else is sponsored by Sedesco and Caron Staircase. Caron Staircase is a first-person horror mystery game from Indigo Studios where you set out to bury a horrible past of a tyrannical regime called the Ministry. As an agent codenamed Desmond, you'll travel to Oak Grove Estate to do the government's dirty work and destroy incriminating documents, but you will soon discover secrets and threats more horrific than you could have ever imagined. Across the game, you'll uncover the frightening truth of Project Alpha, solve mysteries and puzzles, explore a dark and stunning atmosphere inspired by the 70s of Central Europe, and of course, survive a hellish nightmare that's lurking all about. Do you have what it takes to make it out alive? Caron Staircase is available now on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, the Series X and S, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam and Epic Game Store. Thank you to Sedesco and Caron Staircase for sponsoring this episode. I did it. Caron Staircase? Caron Staircase. Not was... not Karen's Staircase. Caron, okay. like the Caron. old, the, oh, like yeah. the, okay. the boatman. Even so. Just seems a bit weird. Staircase feels like kind of a mundane thing. It's like saying uh, Apollo's kitchenette. Well, and Karen was also, he was a big boat guy. So I'm, I'm curious about his staircase. But yeah, if you want to know more, we're checking out later tonight for Hidden Jumps. Why would there be a staircase on uh, Unless it was a big uh, boat. The boat in Spirit Fair, I think, had a short staircase that went up to your... Um... That was a ship. There's no. Is that the new topic of the episode? What's the difference between a ship and a boat? Because I'll argue that. Well, the same thing. Well, we don't need to argue that. The difference between a ship and a boat is that a ship is a seagoing vessel large enough to contain a boat. That's the official designation. Okay. That, if it contains uh, a, bo- a smaller boat to like go to shore and stuff, it's a ship. That's the definition. Fun fact. But what if like my boat has like a little small boat, like a little, like a little one-person boat next to it? Then it's a mini ship. I feel like, I like mini ships. Mini ships. That's that's nice sounding. Anyway, welcome to start to something else. We've uh, hope you're enjoying that off the cuff banter there, but this week on slightly something else in uh recognition of the new release of resident evil 8 having an optional third person mode we thought Mm -hmm. we'd bring back a bit of the old slightly civil war chemistry and uh do a bit of a forced uh debate over what's Uh, best first person or third person perspectives in game are we ready this or what and then we'll have a third person come in and talk about second person games i'm not sure if those exist Yes, they do. I was talking about this on Twitter this morning. Forbidden Siren is a second-person game. Was that the? Uh, was that? Is that the same as Siren? Like the, yeah, the yeah, spooky yeah. game, the spooky Sony game? Ooh. Yeah, Siren in the PAL regions was called Forbidden Siren. Gotcha. Like one gotcha. of the central mechanics in that game was uh, you had to jack into other characters and enemies in order to see out of their eyes, which is oh, what I would call a second-person perspective. Yeah interesting but anyway people say that lack that mario 64 is but i disagree i think that's still third person you just the camera is a character in the game yes yeah. you're not controlling lackatoo you're still controlling mario i mean it's like in like the semantics first person is me and i second person yeah. is you third person yeah. is them or him or her yeah but the, but it, i feel like all of these examples of second person are still third person because you like like we are still just playing that character there is no you there I guess like a Doki, is Doki Doki Literature Club a you? Like when the game directly references you? But you're looking directly out of the perspective of um, a person who is the you in the scene. Yeah. I guess would, yeah, someone said would Five Nights at Freddy's or Night Trap count as that? If you're looking through Uh, cameras? Okay. Um, Yeah, something like uh, Republic probably counts as second person. 
where you're purely hacking into cameras. Yeah. 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 Driver San yeah. Francisco, people are mentioning there's a level where you uh, jump into the body of the person in the car behind you and oh, that's control clever. your car from there. That's clever. That's clever. Yeah, there was a game called Rad 2 um, where you were like a little kid with like a giant mech and you controlled the mech, but it was from the perspective of the kids. So you'd have to like climb up stuff and like be able to see the giant mech while it's fighting. Hmm. Um, well, well, I those are anomalies. Yeah, yeah, anomalies, I guess. the We're talking about first and third person, the two most popular perspectives of mm -hmm. video games. Yeah. So are we taking this debate seriously? Do you want to pick one? Uh, I do want to pick one, but then at the end, I'm probably going <laughs> to say why the other one has better things. Uh, I am a more of a third person fan. Okay. Well, I guess I'll take first person then. Okay. First, for, first person is best because it's so much better for immersion. It I, is good for immersion, yeah. I thought Resident Evil 7 was a really effective horror game, partly because of the uh, first-person perspective. That's what sort of, like, breathed new life into it for me. Uh, yeah, plus... and it's it's funny, uh, uh, the, playing the transition of Resident Evil Village into third-person, I thought I would like it more than I did, because mm -hmm. I always preferred Resident Evil as a first-person, or as a third-person series, and I thought the transition to 7 was jarring, even though I really liked 7. Uh, but it turns out Village does not play very well as a third-person game. So. I think when you play, yeah, because when you play a game like that in the third-person perspective, it sort of um, really makes you feel the things that were working with the first-person perspective, like the slight clumsiness and slowness of movement to add a sense of threat. Yeah, yeah. There's and it was a... also just a game that was initially designed as a first-person game, so it almost feels like yeah. adding in the third-person thing it feels like yeah. a, like taking it with a hammer. There's a, funny enough, a sort of reduced awareness in first person because uh, you can't see your peripheral vision. You can't really uh -huh. see uh, your feet, which is important for certain things. Like platforming yeah. to me never really works in first person if it relies upon having to accurately land on things because you can't see your feet. You can't yeah, see what it, it's going to uh, land on. It's funny. I would say 99% of platformers work better in... Uh, third person the one exception was probably this year with neon white like neon white i think is a right. great little puzzle platformer and that's first person so maybe well, they somehow cracked the code of how to do that in first person i think that's more in spite of the first person because uh, it's very fast pace it means that even if you do fuck up landing on something or over overshoot the landing as you commonly do then you can just start again no fuss no bother yeah yeah that's true it's a game sort of like Hotline Miami where you're designed to fail over and over again before you succeed. Yeah, and the quick the quick load times. Yeah, like you mentioned Hotline Miami or, or Super Meat Boy. Like it's meant to be constantly, you know, replaying levels until you sort of have it down to a to a perfect perfect run. But yes, uh sorry, I guess we're supposed to be hotly debating this. Uh first person but is best, you shithead. How could you oh, argue no. otherwise? Uh I would say that while first person games can be more immersive, I personally I've never when I'm playing a game, I'm never like, it's first person. I have become this person. Like, I don't know if I'm weird, but like, I'm never like, I am Gordon Freeman and these are the adventures I'm going on. Or, you know, I am this character and I am my cyberpunk character or anything like that. And so I kind of want to see my character. Like, I come from like a movie background and I want to be told the story. And part of being told the story is being able to see the character that I am. Like, I want to see their animations. I want to see their facial expressions. I want to see 
the the toll that the story has taken on them. Like you see a game like like Spec Ops Line or Hellblade and the, the journey those characters go on and you see how they physically change throughout that. Like how their clothes get tattered, tattered and how they get filthy and how you know their faces literally change by the end of that game. And that's something that you can't do in a first person perspective. You can like spatter some blood on it, but um, I, I, I empathize more with a character I can see than with a character I am, I guess. Well, I'd say first-person perspective isn't necessarily about making you feel like you literally are the character. I think it's supposed to extend a sense of universality to that character. Like mm -hmm. you don't uh, like play Half-Life, like feeling like you're Gordon Freeman. You don't feel you don't play Cyberpunk feeling that you're V. But uh, it also like lends a sort of um, plausible deniability in terms of uh, uh, our own interpretations of the character. Like, uh, some people might imagine that Gordon Freeman is maintaining a fixed stoic expression the entire time, or some people might imagine that he's giving everyone really funny looks and throwing up middle fingers every chance he gets. <laughs> the fact that uh, we don't really know either way sort of makes the character more fluid and for some people more relatable, if not necessarily completely identifiable. A third-person perspective, meanwhile, you get uh, the character comes across slightly more awkward just because you can see their lack of reactions. Like, yeah, I think that was a problem for a long time, yeah. You're looking at their big gormless bums the whole time, especially in, like, the nouveau over-the-shoulder look that Resident Evil 4 popularized. There's a whole lot of bum contemplating with that perspective. Okay, so that's a... You just made an argument for third-person games. Because, oh, damn. Uh, but... <laughs> You Bums. saw how angry the internet got when they took Mario's ass away from the new movie. Bums. I don't know eternal, if you saw that, but the internet's not happy. The eternal chink in my armor, Bums. Yeah. Uh, do you... Uh, so, so one thing I would say, uh, shooters are interesting because I feel like first-person shooters uh, lean more heavily into... Uh, like twitch reactions, like being able to, you know, react to a situation fast and being able to, mm. you know, fire from the hip and being able to to handle 10 guys at once. Whereas third person shooters, I think the pulled back perspective and like you mentioned, the the wider field of view sort of for me, I, I always I always think of like something like Gears of War where I'm able to have more spatial awareness in a third person setting. I'm able to see where I am in relation to everything else. I'm able to, you know, third person games I think are better at taking cover, you know, uh, allowing you to take cover as opposed to just sort of doing like the weird, well, like well, half ass yes. leany thing. Well, obviously, yes, the uh, third person perspective is better at giving you uh, a perspective of what's around you, the protagonist, mm -hmm. which is handy for especially in like, melee focused games, so you can see mm -hmm. what's coming up behind you and letting you know you need to dodge. It's better for noticing uh, the cover. And in shooters as well, the third person view gives you sort of a more of a panoramic view of what you're looking at in a way that's slightly more like the human visual range than a first person perspective is. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. But, um, uh, yeah, first, first I, would, I, I would agree with that. 
But I guess, you know, the whole sham of this debate is that they're useful for different things, aren't they? First person <laughs> gameplay is about shooting. It's about, uh, it's where all the gameplay is focused on what the player is directing their view at. In, in like, it's, you direct your view at the thing you're shooting. Whereas a third person perspective is more, much better suited for games where it's more important uh, what the where the player is rather than what they're looking at. So in a platformer, it's yeah. important to be able to focus on where the player is rather than what they're looking at. Yeah, or being able to see around you in like a in a spectacle in like a yeah. uh, you know a, a, a set piece in Uncharted or The Last of Us or something like that. You ever seen those like first person shooter remakes of the first level of Super Mario Brothers? Where... Yes, terrifying. Where it just looks really weird because yeah. you're just looking down this narrow tunnel directly at the flag at the end. Because it, was, yeah, it never yeah. mattered what you were moving towards in Super Mario Brothers. It mattered where you mm -hmm. were from moment to moment. Yeah, it's, it's just, funny. It feels like first person is able to do certain things more intricate. Like you're able to, like when I think of certain first person puzzle games, like I don't think Portal would work in third person. I don't no. think it's The again, Witness or focused, Return of yeah. the Obra Dinn. Because again, that's it's entirely focused around the the protagonist's uh, perspective. You need yeah. to be able to accurately shoot the portals. You need to be able to accurately aim yourself when you're flinging yourself through the portals. Yeah, yeah. and in stuff like um, uh, Oprah Din, something that's more puzzle or adventure focused, more focused on examining the environment. That would mm -hmm. be much more awkward if there was a big fat bum in front of your view, if there, getting yeah. in the way of things. Yeah, I even notice uh, which, which uh, everyone will be able to see later today in uh, uh, just uh, over three hours when when the two of us and Jack uh, start off our Pulsar Lost Colony playthrough. <gasps> you gave um, it away. Play I did. Oh no! But I even noticed uh, when we were going through it the other day and like sort of learning the ropes. Uh, uh, there's a level of precision that needs to be in first person. Like there's all these monitors and stuff. And you need to click on specific things in the monitor, and if um if that was third person it would kind of be weird it would lack that precision of being able to like point at a very specific thing and click it um which well, is were, i think something well, that in those first person games well when we were trying it out i was in the pilot's role and of course when the pilot uh has to fly the ship it goes to a big third person perspective of the ship so you can uh see exactly what's going on around the ship oh i didn't know i didn't know that's what you were seeing because the pilot's job in that game is to angle the ship so that whoever's on the on the turret can shoot the enemies yeah and yeah uh, we were using terms like pitch and yaw i didn't know what yeah. any of those terms meant but it was fun to use them yeah and i knew you needed in the third person perspective for that although when you're sort of like piloting the ship through like narrow spaces you need mm -hmm. uh that's a, it's a little bit more awkward yeah yeah being able to see how much room you actually have around you yeah. uh i had a question so what do you think about games that um will themselves swap between the two perspectives in certain situations like how halo goes into third person when you hop in a vehicle or how mm. like was it deus ex human revolution that went to third person when you took cover right well, you would like the yeah in the new deus ex games you would take cover and then you would um yeah 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 so uh, or like destiny when you go back to the 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 tower where you know social spaces it's third person so that you could show off how you look but then when you go on a mission it's going to be first person hmm. do you think that might be breaking immersion do you think it would be better to stick to one i feel like it but i understand why they do it with destiny is because bungie wanted to create a first person shooter but at the same time since it was so heavily loot focused hmm. they had to let you still be able to have moments where you could ogle your character 
I always think it's weird when a game has a loot focus and it's first person, and I'm like, yeah. when, like, who, I guess other people can see my character if they want, but but I'm not being able to enjoy this. I suppose in Human Revolution specifically, it was more to, like, establish the visual identity of the main character, because it's something first-person shooters have always struggled with, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're looking out through the perspective of the character, you're not looking directly at them. Uh, for the for the longest time, uh, the id software solution was just to put the face of the character on the on the bar at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, uh, to lend a sort of identity to them. Yeah, three yeah. D took the approach of having the main character talk all the time, so mm-hmm. you, so he would constantly have an identity from that. Yeah, and I guess Half Life the approach the identity was what the other characters. Yeah bestow like, onto you like you're a mirror yeah, ostensibly the world sort of projects onto gordon freeman you infer mm-hmm. things from his environment and from the way people react to him yeah um it is okay. uh, yeah but but well, i guess I now you know, like what it, yeah I, th- I would say it's harder to do that in a third person game because you have to deliberately animate the main character you have to deliberately show them reacting and stuff and a lot of stuff like like you know consciously you don't notice but your brain does like, um, if you had, like, a third-person game, you probably don't notice if your character flinches if an explosion goes off near their face. You'd probably yeah. notice if they didn't do it. I think a lot of characters do it, but you'd notice yeah. if they, you don't really notice it when they do it, because it's just, yeah, to be expected. All the little yeah. touches, like in Uncharted games, where the main character, like, rests their hand on a wall as they move close. Uh, makes yeah. Sense. And in Resident Evil 4, when, you were, when Ashley was right behind you... Sometimes she'd do a little fist pump when you shot an enemy in the head. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, which you probably didn't notice, but your brain did. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a lot more work than just sticking in the first-person perspective and having characters go, oh, look, it's you. Yeah, (laughs) it's you you who did it. You're a handsome fellow. Yeah. There's um, two two things I want to talk about. Why do you think it is that certain certain genres, like immersive sims, when I think of immersive mm-hmm. sims, all of them are first person. Like, uh, I'm sure there are third person ones, but, you know, Prey, Dishonored, Thief, I mean, I, the whole looking glass, you know, tree, yeah. um, Bioshock. Well, I think like, the, do you think those games could work in third person? Well, I think the giveaway there is the immersive part. It's mm. because if you want it to be immersive, then it's probably best to do it in first person. So I was just saying, it's just because it's a lot easier. I was just saying, like, it's a lot harder to make third person perspective immersive because you have to do all this extra work to characterize the protagonist. Mm -hmm. But uh, in first person, all of that's just assumed. You might notice that a lot of uh, indie horror games are first person because it's easier. I don't know if that makes it more valid, but it certainly gives it a lower barrier to entry, creatively speaking. Yeah. The, the, the indie thing is interesting too because I thought like how effective a game like uh, The Outer Wilds is to me mm. and like I, I absolutely adore that game but I'm just thinking like what they did on that budget if I was always seeing my doofy little character running around I feel like it would take me out of the game so heavily so like the first person is what allowed that game to hit me on an emotional level that I just don't think at their budget they could have you know hit with third person mm. Um, just, and then also, to imagine, oh, no. like uh, you mentioned, System Shock and Cyberpunk. Try to imagine them in third person. I mean, Cyberpunk's yeah. interesting too because everyone, I think, assumed Cyberpunk was going to be third person given The Witcher, and then when they announced that it was going to be third person or first person, I think there was a 
kind of a whoa what's what's going on here but then when you play the game the idea of it in third person seems weird yeah my knee-jerk reaction will be that it wouldn't work although i'm wondering if that's just because that's how they are and i've it's like a sample bias yeah yeah but you almost, uh, it's hard to imagine because you haven't seen it yet but uh, thomas parent in the chapman asks if hitman is considered an immersive sim and uh, that gave me pause for thought because i yeah. guess it's got the qualities of an immersive sim and that you That's like it's about finding like your own path to the solution mm -hmm. very sandboxy but unpacking it in my head it wouldn't work in first person partly because you need to be in that game that game is very very dependent on the mechanic of what you're currently wearing and that's something you need to be constantly aware of as you move yeah. through the environments you would almost need to constantly have like a big icon in the corner yeah. being like you're wearing a tuxedo or you're wearing a gardener's outfit i yeah. guess they did didn't they add like a vr mod into hitman 3 i, I didn't play I think, it but i think they did but it's fairly trivial in vr to look down at yourself and see what you're wearing i haven't played it myself uh, yeah yeah i guess that's true um, in team fortress 2 whenever you're uh, in disguise as a spy they have to put a massive great icon showing you what you're what you actually look like right now yeah yeah um another another thing i was thinking of is it seemed like for a very long time uh we got very few first person japanese games um you know we got some when uh you know early uh the early uh, uh shin megami tensei uh, games and like persona games had this like first person sort of dungeon crawling and yeah. Etrian Odyssey carried that and then you know Kingsfield some early from software stuff but it seems like it wasn't until recently ish that like maybe that Resident Evil 7 change and then we got the PT demo and then Ghostwire Tokyo earlier this year PT was before Resident Evil 7 wasn't it because I remember when Resident Evil 7 uh, came it was out. yeah PT was yeah when yeah. 7 came out I was all like oh someone's jumping in the shoes yeah, Someone, yeah. jumping in the recently vacated shoes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Kojima, Kojima left. Let's uh, let's see if we can fill the space. Um, and you had, like, some games, like, do you remember this original Xbox game called Breakdown that Namco developed? And it was, like, a first-person game. It almost, but, but it was, like, melee combat and first-person and sort of uh, immersive animations. Like, the it kind of, I, I lump it in with, like, the Riddick games, the Chronicles of Riddick games, to where, like, I remember seeing a breakdown where you're first person, you're looking into a bathroom mirror, and then you throw up. And it's, like, all, you know, first Classic. person trying to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just curious if you think why, like, maybe until recently, the Japanese developers kind of shied away from it. Um, sad to say. I mean, I don't want to, like, tar entire societies with the, with the one brush oh, oh no where did i walk us into you know yeah it's funny now you mention it japan was never really on board with the pioneering first person shooters at the time when wolfenstein 3d was making waves yeah i don't know if it's because they they um i feel like japanese games as a uh, as a whole have such a strong emphasis uh, emphasis on character design and like whether it's 3D action games or whether it's um, you know RPGs or, or anything yeah. like that horror gotta have, games. Gotta have your anime babes wearing. Gotta have your anime babes. Gotta have Leon's cool jacket or an entire fucking doily set. You can't. How how am I ever gonna win a waifu in first person? Impossible. Exactly. Absolutely impossible. Unless you can um, look down and look at your juicy titties. Yeah. Whoa. That's. <laughs> I as, didn't it, as, with, as with Jurassic Park Trespasser, which of course uh, incorporated the juicy titties as a gameplay mechanic, because yeah, there was a yeah. tattoo on the juicy titties representing your health bar. Uh, 
Oh, is that true? That is absolutely true. Jurassic oh Park God. Trespasser, ahead of its time first-person game, where you could look down at your own titties and there was a health meter on them in the form of a yeah. tattoo. That's, that's See, pretty incredible. They did it before Dead Space did it. Yeah. <laughs> Step aside. See, why don't, where do we get our big-budget remake of uh, Jurassic Park uh, Trespasser? That would actually be pretty good. We need more big-budget dino games. I think there's like a like an ultra 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 patched version. Because oh, that like that game has like ray, adds ray tracing to it. It was notoriously janky when it first came out because it was just so uh-huh. ahead of its time. It was trying to do like physics puzzles and uh, uh, sort of motion based melee attacks where you like drag the mouse to swing your arm around. Way ahead of its time, but it was incredibly janky and it, and people responded very poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know they have a lot of. I feel like that game has a lot of love now. Like a, it's got like a critical. Well, like device. I say, the patches fixed it in post, and yeah, a lot of people yeah, went they, back to it and like uh, played it as it was intended, and yeah. they said, "Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good." I mean, I don't think it compares to like top of the range games these days, but no, had some interesting ideas yeah. in it. If it had waited a few years, it might have taken the world by storm. Although not go. with not with the mouse-driven swing in the melee attack about that would never have bloody worked. No, no, that's, like, that seemed insane. I mean, first melee is a thing that does not work in first person, in my mind. Like the only melee first person game I can think of, because you brought a breakdown. The only one I can think of is uh, Zeno Clash. Oh yeah, yeah. And that and it doesn't work because you have no uh, awareness of your behind and your sides and your flanks. Yeah. And we need our flanks. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to melee, my flanks are important. Uh, there was this. Uh, was it Chivalry? The Chivalry games, have you ever played those? And I think they were playing that for Game Night a few months ago, and that was um, kind of first-person night combat, which um, the game looked more kind of like silly and less strategic, though. Um, what do you think about games where you can swap what perspective um, whenever you want? Stuff like, uh, so Nick's playing Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast now. You can swap whenever you want. Um I don't you have, think... uh, you know, Bethesda's allowed you to do that in Fallout and in like the Elder Scrolls games and in Starfield, they're going to let you do that. You know, the Battlefront shooters let you do that. It feels extraneous because I mm-hmm. don't think most players want to go back and forth. And I don't think, when you think of like the really good first person or third person games, I can't think of anywhere I would say this would have been improved by having the option to swap between third person and first at any point. Yeah. <coughs> I think it might benefit, say, an RPG that had very deep mechanics where you were basically playing a completely different game depending on what your build was. Like an RPG where you could either be a melee character or a, a shooter character. Yeah. In which case, it just feels like game still. the first person to be a shooter and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like games, like at a core level, aren't designed to accommodate both of them like it feels like all of those ones i mentioned feel weird in in one of the perspectives like well, as I says the games look weird in third person even though i prefer third person games like seeing your your lizard man run around skyrim you just look kind of yeah. janky as and I, silly as i say it's a lot more work did you ever see the mirror's edge third person mod no how weird did that look did they even like model that character's body well it turned out they had but when the because you know because the character had a shadow that uh, yeah, fell onto things, so they had to model the character. But uh, when they someone modded a third person camera into it, it looked really, really janky and awkward because the character didn't like animate their upper body as they were jumping. It just oh, okay, really dumb. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. It just looked very, very stiff. Because if you've played Junior Can Forever, I had the same problem. If you watch yourself, if you look at yourself in the mirror and jump, yeah, the upper body just stays as steady as a rock. Yeah, just yeah. The legs jump. I guess Mirror's Edge is a good uh, sort of with um, Neon White. Mirror's Edge is a pretty good example of a game that I think works better in first person, despite the fact that you would think a thing like that that requires speed and everything would be better in third person. As I say, first person platforming in Mirror's Edge and stuff like launching yourself through portals in Portal, that yeah. works if it's not about accurate landing or accurate takeoffs. Yeah, if it's more about experience. If it's more about like shooting yourself at a, a wall. Mm -hmm. Because if you have to like accurately land on something, then uh, most people are just going to overshoot and fall off because they can't see their feet. And the other issue yeah. is like when you're running, uh, when you're getting a running start before you jump off a ledge, you're not entirely clear on the precise moment that your feet are right on the edge of the ledge. Yeah. So a lot it of feels like jump... you, they almost need to like build in coyote time, I think they yeah. call it, which is the, the being able to run a couple steps before gravity takes effect. It's very easy to jump too early in a first person perspective because most people yeah. instinctively jump after like the floor disappears from their view and there's still like a few more feet of floor to go. Yeah. Well, uh, I, first off, I can't believe this game came out this year, but uh, Dying Light 2 came out earlier this year. It feels mm -hmm. like several years ago. Um, that is a game, that and Dying Light are game, or that and Dead Island are two franchise, franchises that I always thought it was kind of strange that they were first person. Um, mm. Given the loot and given just... I don't know, they feel like games that should be and like the, big third person the, games. Yeah, and the melee focus and the uh, yeah focus. Yeah. Do you think they would be any better in in first person? Like I don't think my or in third person. I don't think my my qualms with those games would be fixed by changing perspective, but I think it should at least have switched to third person when you were climbing in those games cuz as I recall when you were like climbing ledges in that game, what usually happened is you'd have a great big screen full of ledge Mm -hmm. and you'd just like be edging along it and have no fucking clue how far along you were. Yeah. And you'd always have to like awkwardly turn around and look to where you were going to jump to before you could jump to it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, at least in that in those moments. Yeah. But then if that's person. a game where you're if you're doing a ton of parkouring and running around in the chase, then at that point is the camera like constantly zooming in and out and is that gonna look weird? Like are people gonna be sick of that? Or maybe that's like an option you could toggle in a menu. Um, I, I remember. I guess you know, all things considered, it wouldn't have hurt if the whole game had been in third person. Yeah, it does hurt to be first person ledge climbing, and it probably wouldn't have hurt for the rest of it to be in third person. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I would agree with you there. Um, there was also the weird first person game I always think about was there when Sega used to make football like NFL games. They had NFL Two K Five, and this I think that was the last. NFL 2K actually, and they added in an optional first-person mode in a football game, which was very strange and Why sort of terrible to actually play. But it was really neat. Like it wasn't good; it was bad. Is it just for like the like sort of you know immersive thrill of the moment thing, like the, he, those roller coaster tycoon games where you can uh, first get the first-person view of someone going down your roller coaster? I, th I think it was kind of like that. Like, feel what it's like to be a quarterback as, as you know, a linebacker comes comes at you and is about to smush you. Yeah, I, um, I guess it's yeah. like fun as sort of a gimmick. It's not really a cool Yeah, mechanic. it was a neat gimmick. And that game was very much a, they. I think they realized this is the last year we're going to have the NFL license before EA completely bogarts it. So 
let's just try to do weird shit with it. And the game also only cost twenty dollars, which it was great. So that was all very strange. But well, yes, that was my that was my football corner of the day. If you're just doing a content update once a year, even twenty dollars seems a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, shall we move to Super Chats? Uh, let's do that. And while you get those set up, yeah. let me once again remind you that today's Slightly Something Else is sponsored by Sedesco and Caron Staircase. Caron Staircase is a first-person horror mystery game from Indigo Studios where you set out to bury the horrible past of a tyrannical regime called the Ministry. As the agent codenamed Desmond, you will travel to Oak Grove Estate to do the government's dirty work and destroy incriminating documents, but you will soon uncover secrets and threats more horrific than you could have possibly imagined. Across the game, you will uncover the frightening truth of Project Alpha, self mysteries and puzzles, explore a dark and stunning atmosphere inspired by 70s Central Europe, and, of course, survive the hellish nightmares that are lurking all around. Do you have what it takes to make it out alive? Caron Staircase is available now on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, the Series S and X, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam and the Epic Game Store. Thank you to Sedesco and Caron Staircase for sponsoring this episode. I think we both had a really good time during that ad read. No, uh, what? Sorry, I was just hanging myself for unrelated reasons. It was uh, great. It was well. It was. It's because it's Halloween. It was spooky. This game's spooky too. And this game, they said it's it's first person. So there you go. These developers chose first person over third person. Well, as we go into Super Chats, let me also remind you that we're still collecting donations for the uh, funding drive for Adventure is Nigh to shoot Season 3 on location. Uh, we're almost up to 80% with 60 days to go. I could probably oh ease off gosh. on the financial domin domination thing I've been doing up to now. <laughs> what if you've become addicted to it, though? Like, what if this is like a reverse thing where you're the one who's, who's really getting off on it? Honestly, I feel a bit weird about it now because it was starting <laughs> to feel a bit, you know, weird. And yeah. I was noticing a couple of comments complaining that we just keep shilling for money the whole time. So I'm, since we're at 80%, I've resolved to give it a rest. Yeah, but that being said, your donations are greatly appreciated. Certainly are. And of course, every time you donate, you can post a super chat, which we have to read out, no matter how awful. Legally. So there's your incentive. Yeah. Uh, okay, hang on. I need to bring up the monetization menu again. That was what you were supposed to do when I was reading about Charon. Oh, sorry. Maybe you should read about it again. Oh my oh. God! They, I don't, they didn't pay for three. You don't get three ads. Only two ads. Or hang yourself. Yeah, pon pony up for another ad, assholes. We're trying to run a charity here. We're literally uh, trying to run a charity, aren't we? <laughs> well, it's kind of like a charity, except we keep all the money. Yeah, it's like a telethon. Yeah, the Jerry Lewis telethon. Also, Stu says control would be better in first person. Control would absolutely not be better in first person. That is crazy. That's crazy uh, talk. Debatable. Talk. <clears throat> I believe there was a super chat or two before um, yeah. we went live, but it's no longer on my thing. The first one I have is Will Cooling joining Tipjar, yeah. rejoining Tipjar. Okay. Well, uh, again, interrupt if I miss a member chat. 
the mm-hmm. Max ATZ gives five euros and says, Hi guys, I want to join either YouTube membership or the Escapist Plus. Which is the best way to support the channel? P.S. Happy Halloween from Ireland. I think it's Patreon now, right? I think Patreon. Patreon's the best way to support us. Yes. And we can't post direct links to that for some stupid reason. What do you mean we can't post direct links, links to it? I can. Oh. I, th- I think you can't put, do it in YouTube descriptions. Oh, maybe it's in YouTube descriptions. You know what? I could post the link in the chat, though. Look at that. Boom. There you go. Also, we're great. We're almost at 600 members. And uh, uh, when, and, and our next goal is to have Darren Mooney, our resident film critic, uh, play Immortality. So he's going to be Ooh. dipping into the little video game space, letting you and know what he thinks of our yeah. dumb medium. And stick around for later today if you're into Patreon-obligated obli- content because uh, we've got another stream with me and Marty and Jack as well coming up this afternoon mm-hmm. where we play Pulsar Lost Colony, but more on that when we do the wrap-up, I suppose. Yep. <clears throat> uh, SVS Guru 2000 gives five euros and says, Also, fun fact, Navy pilots call their aircraft carrier the boat. Well, they're wrong to do that, SVS Guru 2000, as established. Wonderful. They're <laughs> wrong to do that. Uh, Mr. Black Darkness 666 gives two euros and says, Marty, you're so handsome, please marry me. I think a lot of people uh, were picking up on your mysterious lack of hair this morning. I did. I finally, several months after I said I was going to, I got a haircut this weekend. Let me tell you, it was great. They cut so many of my hairs. So many of them got cut. Like, I would say most, most of the hairs on my head were cut. It was wow. great. You got yeah. hairs cut. You got a hair several cut. hairs, several hairs cut. Uh, also, Paul Size, who's been a member for six mo- or eleven months, using the early access comment to say, "Last Nick likes poo poo resub." Moving over to Patreon. Good for oh, you, that's Paul a, Size. That's a nice way. To, that's a nice way to go out. Did you tip your hairdresser, by the way? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot last time, and now I feel yeah. awkward about going back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, t- I, I, I probably tip more people who should than I should. I tip everyone. It's well. It's probably best to tip at every opportunity in this bloody country. Yeah. Keith Robinson, member for twenty-seven months in bonus content, says, "I finally get a chance to watch most of one of these live. Good for you. I love how whenever people get a rare chance to watch a live uh, podcast, they always feel the need to tell us. I like it. I, it feels like an event. It feels like they. It feels like they're in the audience. I mean, I've. Don't know what they expect us to do with that information is the thing. Acknowledge sure. it. Lots of people watch these live. Welcome, I guess. Feel free to sit at the back where we can't see you. Oh, I think you can sit up front. It's fine. Eric Cartman gives $5 and says, Just here to shamelessly plug that Killer7 is on sale on Humble for the price of this super chat. Well, okay then. Yeah, worth That's a game out. that does interesting things with first and third person perspectives. Oh, yeah. Killer7 yeah. is one of those games that I've frequently mentioned is a game that I really, really like, but would hesitate to recommend. Same. It is, uh, I, it is in I, the same pile. Well, like, what, what are some other games like that? I have Death Stranding. Death Stranding's a game like that. I basically like anything with that sort of uh, anarchic post-punk sensibility. Mm-hmm. So I like a lot of Suda 5-1 stuff. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, what was it called? Post Void. Post Void, yeah. I liked that. Wasn't sure I'd recommend it because it was, you know, just set off my liking post-punk instincts. Yeah, I haven't gone back and replayed Killer7 in, in, whatever, 15 years or so. I wonder how well. I imagine it's like story and atmosphere still hold up really well, but I wonder how the game itself will do. 
it's weird how well the characterization works in that game. Oh yeah, like you absolutely just, nailed it. It's weird how emotional you feel when all the characters, spoiler alert, die at the end. Mm-hmm. When you th- when all you really know about Master Smith is that you saw him headbutt a bullet once. It was fucking cool, though. Let me tell you. I mean, he cool. was like one of the more characterized ones. I mean, who what, who the fuck was Con Smith? He didn't do shit. <laughs> he didn't headbutt any bullets. And we still felt bad when he died. Uh, Dylan Cunts gives at $9.99 and says, Glad to finally be able to catch one of these live again. Ugh, you as well, Dylan Cunts. <laughs> I find it more difficult to use a controller in first person. Third person lets me use small adjustments to the camera to see more area. Oh, that's something we didn't mention, the difference in uh, control scheme. Because obviously yeah. when I play a first person game, I always prefer to play mouse and keyboard. But mm-hmm. in third person games, I prefer to play with a gamepad. Yeah. And it just feels like they have a different speed to them that, um, yeah, you know, first-person games, like the, the immediacy of a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I want to be able to whip to my view around to yeah. scary things. Whereas the controller feels more of like a soak in the sights. And, and, yeah. And if you're, you know. if you're, well, if you're in third-person perspective, you naturally have a much larger uh, the circumference for your view circle, mm-hmm. as it were. So it feels more natural to st- to just push a stick to turn. And because if you were using the mouse, you'd have to drag the mouse back and forth over and over again to make the full turn. Yeah. Yeah, I find myself stopping to smell the roses a lot more in um, third-person games than in first-person. Mm-hmm. In first-person, I'm always worried someone's about to bite my butt. I always hate it when you they, you see those like first 20 minutes of gameplay videos and mm-hmm. uh, the characters are always moving really slowly and moving their perspective around really slowly to take in the scenery. I'm like, no, that's not how people play, play games. a game like that. Or people like gonna, uh, E3 demos do the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to be like whipping back and forth and checking every corner like a nervous bunny. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, uh, the Starfield gameplay reveal at E3 this year. It was the same thing. It was like a character crested a hill and then yeah. took a look at everything. I'm like, no, everyone's just going to immediately yeah. run to that base and just start shooting everyone there. Yeah. Uh, Eric Cartman, member for 12 months, uses his early access member chat to say, also, happy Halloween. Oh, if Yay. today's Halloween and we're doing absolutely nothing Halloween themed today. Whoops. I got a hair. I got a, 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 a Halloween haircut. Two days ago, does that count? So you're you're in costume as someone with a shorter haircut. Yeah, someone who slightly has your life slightly put together, except for the, the closet door is still broken behind me. But aside from that, everything's Fair enough. Fine. I'm in costume as someone who comes to work in a bathrobe <laughs> with a scarf. Oh no, that's not the scarf. Is that the yeah, remember, it's not a scarf. It's the it's the lining of the bathrobe. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Vactor, member for 30 months in early access, using their member chat to say the first person on Mirror's Edge was jarring. Well, not as jarring as the third person uh, mod, as mentioned earlier, Vector. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, I, again, like having played the I, game, I think the third person would be jarring to me. I don't think we... I don't think we're in agreement with you on this one, Vector. I think Mirror's Edge yeah. definitely feels like a game that was very intentionally first person. Yeah, yeah, and it uses the perspective very well. It didn't seem like it was just like a, a sort of attack on decision or anything. I guess part first person parkour was a pretty new concept at the time. Not everyone was into speedrunning Quake. No, no, yeah, that was uh, especially in the AAA space. That was that was relatively new. Oh. Also, uh, Will Cooling 
let me know that uh, the UK uh, the UK slash EU time change was this weekend. So that might be why a new flock of people oh. are able to catch it live. Well, ours is in the next couple of days, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this one week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, I guess, go back to normal next week. I'm looking forward to having to readjust the baby's bedtimes. I'll tell you that. Ugh. I'll be up at like 5 a.m. We need to get rid of this daylight savings. We need to, what are know, we doing? Why dumb. are we doing things for the farmers? Yeah, what the farmers have it done for us? Chases off They're land and vote crops. Republican. That's all they do. Crops. <laughs> ah, Vegetables are good. They, oh, they got factories for that now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Goku Sond BZ, member for 31 months. Ooh, that's quite a long time. I'm surprised I don't recognize your name, Goku Sond BZ. Uses their early access member chat to say, first person game I enjoyed recently, Ghostwire Tokyo. That seems to have been a bit of a polarizing one. I think that, although I think I'd say it was generally trending downwards, review-wise, it was. Uh, whereas I, I, it's still one of my, maybe I'm one of my like five or ten favorite AAA games of the year so far. I've really liked its atmosphere. Really? I've really liked wandering around like spooky ass Tokyo. I thought that was done really well. I liked the ghosts, the combat. Like combat wasn't awkward. that I deep, think, but I think a lot of people yeah. had trouble with the combat because it was pretty awkward. It was, yeah. Um, but I like that world. I just like I like bumming around that Tokyo. Well, you are a massive weeb. Uh, this is true. Yes. Low key. Oh, we're over eighty percent now. Well done, everyone. I'm being nice this time. Oh, and perhaps just to demonstrate how much less money we get when I'm just nice about it. Should I? Should I assume the other role? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? It's Halloween. Well, we're switching roles. I bet you can't get us to 85%, you, you cucks. Oh, be realistic, Marty. Oh, sorry. 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 No, stop apologizing. You're being the mean one, remember? No, I'm sorry. Fuck off. Don't just say fuck off. You got to tease. It's about tease and denial. You're supposed to say things like, oh, I suppose my estimation will increase if you get to 85%, but that'll never happen, will it? <laughs> Ooh, like you've was, ever risen to the challenge in your pathetic life that was that was pretty good that was pretty good i don't think i could be mean everyone it's, it's hard it's hard uh, well, I, I bet you can't lot. get us to 85 percent because you're a bunch of children of divorce <laughs> was that good you know i'm slightly alarmed by how naturally i seem to take to this sort of thing yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm we were a both, bad person. I'm a we were both there for the Plague Tale stream. One of us deeply empathizes person. with the brother and sister, and one of us is like, well, you gotta do what you gotta do. I deeply empathized with the hundred thousand people they killed, to be honest. I didn't know any of those people. It's fine. Well, maybe the problem was I was more empathetic in that case. Oh my god, that's your your flaw is that you're, you're, you love your work too much? There you go. Yeah. Uh, Loki Loki gives 20 Swedish krona and says, but, but, but then, and then gives another 20 Swedish krona and says, oh, exclamation mark. Oh, you got me, Loki Loki. It was boo. He got some boo. Should have done the Rocky Horror reference. I see you Ooh, quiver with anticip. <laughs> That's really good. Are. Moving on, Goku Son BZ gives two dollars and says patient. Goku Son BZ gives two dollars and says great FPS experience, Resident Evil Seven and PSVR. 
Uh, yeah, I can imagine that. I feel like VR horror is too scary. I don't, I don't want to be doing that. Are you? A, that just feels you, like torture. Okay, you big pussy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be scared by it. I mean, I, don't know. I mean, I'm surprised you've gotten through this much life without realizing that that's the point of horror to be scary. I like horror. It's just the VR. I don't need. I don't need to like see the man come in to eat my face. But it's immersive. I think that word's overrated. Resident Evil 7, yeah, the first perspective of the awkwardness of the movement, uniquely well-suited to VR, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, John Connor gives 10 Canadian dollars and says, Ghost Runner was one of those strange first-person fast-paced platformers that kind mm. of worked until you redo a level 50 times and curse everything. Fun but jarring. Yeah, that was almost yeah. Neon White before Neon White was Neon White Ghost Runner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it so feels just... like Neon White did the did what it tried to do a lot yeah, more Yeah, Ghost Runner was doing more the Mirror's Edge parkour stuff, running along walls and jumping off of them and shit that's always a little bit janky. Yeah. Whereas Neon White was just pure sort of speedrunning Quake style first person platforming. Yeah, did Ghost Runner, like, did you have guns in that game? Yeah. I don't actually remember. Because, like, Neon White, you're able to kill everything, obviously, but you need to, like, figure out how to kill everything That's while you're running. That's extraordinary. I've completely forgotten if Ghost Runner had guns in it. I know you had a sword, and I think maybe I just thought you had guns because you would... It was like having a gun, but you were shooting yourself at the enemy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so you could slash them up. Yeah. I think you had a couple of live-range special attacks. No, I don't think you had a gun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust my instinct and say you did not have a gun in Ghost Runner. Just yeah, if you had a gun, pay us money to tell us we're wrong. Yes, yes, yes. We like it when you treat us rough. Oh, no. Probably not a sex bot gives $13 and says... Oh, excuse me. That's not what they said. That was me burping. Happy oh. Halloween, everyone, they said. Oh, happy Halloween. Thank you so much. Oh, I hadn't realized. I uh, thought my, says, I thought my uh, kid had been running no around in a Mickey Mouse costume for the last few weeks because they were going through a phase. Did you did you go uh, trick or treating this weekend, or is that tonight? That's tonight, and uh, I'm not going. Uh, my You're wife, too busy pulsaring. My wife and kids, and possibly my mother-in-law, are going, but I'm staying in. And uh, are you, are you going to eat the candy? Getting <laughs> drunk, I assume. Well, we didn't really get many trick or treaters because we like live really close to the to the big trick or treating street but uh, mm. not close enough to be considered part of the district. Sure, sure. So everyone on our street just goes to that street to trick-or-treat. And, yeah. and that works for me. I just sit at home and watch TV. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Goku Sond BZ gives $2 and says, Classic FPS, View, Games, Kingsfield, and Echo Knight, PS1. Yeah, Kingsfield. Did you ever play Kingsfield? Did you go back and I play that? I know, like, it. Jack streamed it. I, I know think. of it. It's That was, like, the original From Software game before they yeah. got into the Souls stuff. Yeah, it felt sort of first-person dungeon crawly. And yeah. uh, I know Echo Knight was a first-person spooky game. Also, Echo Knight was also um, a FromSoft game. But, uh, yeah, I guess From Software started off with first-person games before realizing that uh, yeah. now, like, the idea of a FromSoft first-person game seems insane to me. Forever ahead of their time. Imagine a from yeah. software first person shooter. Ooh, I'm almost salivating at the prospect. That would be neat, right? And that I would be kind of doing neat. something like when uh, Platinum Games did Vanquish. Yeah, uh, the sort of gave put their own spin on of the, the yeah. shooter concept. Yeah, and then patches ki kicks you in the ass and you fall down a well. Yeah, 
I'd have to work dodge rolling into first person somehow. <laughs> uh, Retro Gaming Fool gives 20 Canadian dollars. says, I feel like first person games have an advantage in horror. I agree, Retro Gaming Fool. Since you lose some spatial awareness compared to third person, then enemies have a better chance of sneaking up on you. Anyway, keep up the great work, Yahtzee and Marty. Yeah, Resident Evil 7, case in point. But that's not your favorite also, Resident Evil, is it? And also every indie first person horror game being first person. Like don't you prefer game. Resi 4 to 7? Ooh, don't press me on that. I think they're offering different experiences. Okay. I mean, uh, so I've, I think most of the times I'd be more in the mood for Resident Evil 4, but if I mm -hmm. were more in the mood for like a scary, immersive horror game, I'd go for Resident Evil 7, because it's hard to take the horror seriously in Resident Evil 4. Um, That's true. It's a little campier. Do you think yeah, Silent Hill 2, could Silent Hill 2 have worked first person? Like, what did you think of PT? Oh. Like, were you, was that an interesting thing to you? Like, it was an interesting proof of concept. I didn't see a full game in it. Sure. Silent Hill 2 in first person. You know, now you mention it, that might work. Although, I think the third person fixed camera perspective helps to lend a sort of like distant otherworldliness. But I think the first uh -huh. person might lend an equivalent sort of sense of immersive dread. You know what? Yeah. Though, a third person nailed to the bum perspective, like what Bloober Team are doing. That's not a perspective that works well with horror, in my view. I thought you were really excited for the remake. Was did, that wrong? Yeah, yeah, I well, did. I haven't, I, I haven't watched your upcoming uh, uh, extra punctuation available to everyone on Thursday into members now, but I assumed you were really excited. Well, I might direct you to that to get my perspective on that. Uh, I thought the headline of the video was, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for the Bluebird Team remake of one of my favorite games ever." Spoiler alert, that's not what the headline of the video oh, is. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. Back in Nam gives $4.99 and says, Long time listener, first time super chatter. Why did Dishonored feel better to play first person versus the new thief, or was that just me? <clears throat> I don't think the perspective was the new thief's problem back in Nam. I think it was everything. It was, it was everything else. I think Dishonored benefited from better design and a better world and better characters and better story yeah. and better everything. And your, uh, the, 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 the abilities you had in Dishonored seem to um, play really well with first person as well. Like I think yeah. blinking works really well in first person. Yeah, and the greater verticality worked better mm -hmm. for the uh, stealth setup. Yeah. Uh, uh, stealth is another, that's another interesting thing. Stealth is how you... In a, in a third person game, it's pretty easy to know if your character is hidden. Whereas Dishonored had to do that thing where like it, you could lean out to look, but it would tell you that your your body is technically still hidden, even though your camera is clearly yeah. in view of enemies. The good old visibility gem was Steve's yep. solution to that. Yeah, yeah. Such an elegant solution. Surprising, so few other stealth games did something like it. Splinter Cell, I think it was Splinter Cell. Might have been a different game. But uh, they didn't have like visibility meter. They just had like an audio meter. No, Soldier of Fortune. I remember now. The Soldier of First Fortune first-person shooter had like a like an audibility meter to help with stealth, and it didn't really help at all. Interesting. And it came out around the same time as Steve. And I remember thinking, I really miss my visibility gem. Yeah, yeah. You're doing this like that other game, but not as well. Mm. Oh, I remember like the way no no one lives forever handled it. It was kind of janky. Like in the tutorial, they said, if you peek out 
around a corner and an enemy is there, it's generally safe to just quickly duck back and they won't uh, spot you. And I'm like, oh, you, that's a bit of it. Sounds like you didn't design this at all. You're just like, yeah, yeah, here's a tip. That's a bit our, of a, it. our AI takes five seconds to recognize what's going on. Bit of a jank there. <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, lost my place again. Hang on. Uh, uh, yes, back in Nam gives four ninety nine. Says here's another five dollars for the goal, and so I can wave my doints around and do exactly what we were going to do anyway. Doints. Fair enough. Doints. Uh, also, you missed Joshua S. Just before this, did you see Joshua S. Or do you want me to read that? Uh, you you go ahead and read that. Joshua S. Been a member for one year with a ten dollar donation. Thank you so much, Joshua. Said Marty, can you please ask Nick what the music during the stream starts soon? Parts of Phasmophobia and Big Bigfoot were. Uh, also, here's some money to get Amy a drink for while flying to Milwaukee. I didn't Thank miss you Joshua so S. Joshua S. Was the next one. Oh, we're reminded in a different order. Uh, insanity. It's insanity. It's possible that that is what happened. Pure insanity. I'm sorry, Joshua. Uh, I will ask Nick. Is it? It might be Tommy. I know Tommy Salty did some music for some of our stuff. I don't know if if that was his. Uh, Nick, I can I can ask Nick if you're in the chat. Let us know. I haven't seen Nick in the chat. Oh, I think Nick's not recording a podcast right now. Oh, well, there you go. Will a non-escapist podcast like a oh, little like a little me. minx like a minx. What, what a whore. <laughs> uh, will Cooling gives two pounds and says plus Nick would have to think up more funding goals. Oh, if we hit our if we hit our goal, we have oh, we yeah, have yeah. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sort of tangential Milwaukee things we have in mind as well. Ooh. Don't you worry, we're going to be begging Ooh. for money until we die. I'm intrigued. Yes, uh, Hunter Road gives ten dollars. Says honestly, I think I prefer third person for stealth. Though it was nice to pop into Snake's head for aiming in the later Metal Gear Solid games. I spent a lot of mm -hmm. time in cover Deus Ex Human Revolution Stroke of Mankind Divided. It helped with stealth. Yeah, sure. I mean, being well, able to, yeah. Yeah, having aim down sights in a game is always appreciated. Yeah. Well, even if it's well, you don't have a visibility gem, you've got to make do. Yeah. El Nero Diablo gives five A dollars and says Mass Effect series would not work properly in first person. If you say so, El Nero Diablo. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't know, that could go either way for me. Yeah. I guess it does a lot of cover-based combat. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it could work similarly to, like, Fallout, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Bi I mean, Bioware games, what, as a whole, have been doing... I imagine the I shooting... Know, has Bioware ever done first person? I imagine the shooting would feel like Halo. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Goku-san BZ gives $5 and says, Just replayed Silent Hill Shut Up Memories on Wii. Hate the running segments, but the story was great. What's your thoughts on the game looking back? It's weird to capitalize every word. Goku's on BZ. I wouldn't Maybe say my headline. I wouldn't say my views have changed since I did my zero punctuation view on that game, so check it out. 
In short term, it's probably the most creative of the Western developed Silent Hills, and that is not just trying to be Silent Hill 2 again, but I don't think it's a particularly scary game. Yep, I agree. I, I And I, I kind of agree with uh, what, what the original message was, that the story is really neat, but some of the gameplay segments are pretty janky, which yeah. is kind of how I feel about even Silent Hill games I love. Uh, Goku's on BZ gives $2 and says, Shattered Memories, Face Palm. Yes. Oh, the original message says Shattered Memories. Oh, that's yeah. funny. You don't need to correct your typos. We just might make fun of you. It's funny. Uh, Matt Faulkner gives $4.99 and says, Yahtzee, when is the next book coming out and what is it? Well, the book I'm writing at the moment is uh, We'll Leave the Galaxy for Good, the third book in the Jacques Picoune series, which coined the word doints as a slang term for testicles. Oh, that's why someone used the term doint earlier. I thought that there was a typo. Go. I thought it's it was supposed a, to be doink. It's a, it's a shortened form of decimal point. <laughs> a little doink. Yeah. That's pretty good. Andre gives 25 Ron, but no super chat. I don't oh. even know what Ron's are. What a thoroughly mysterious figure Andre is. R Romanian <laughs> otter dollars. Uh, hmm. Romanian Lou. What is Romanian? Those mysterious Romany types. Mm -hmm. SVScrew2000 gives five euros and says, isn't it time to update Yahtzee's little pill figure with a beard and glasses? No. I mean, that would kind of be overdoing it, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of zero punctuation is simple visuals. Yeah. We can't be getting bogged down in, in, in fancy special editions and yeah. director's cuts. Can't have more detail than a road sign. That's my motto. There you go. Richard gives $2 and says, FPS is where Gun Barrel takes up 3D space. Enjoyable. Well, where you can sort of like put the barrel into a wall and go, ha ha, it's clipping into a wall. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty neat. Is that what, is that what they mean? I, that's what I think of. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, uh, F Lofius is like the, the gun rendered in front of you is sort of rendered separately to the world. So it's not actually yeah. a world object. I'm just trying to like picture if I run up to a wall while holding my gun, is like the gun going to smash against the wall and then fall out of my hands? I've seen games where your character sort of holds the gun up so it doesn't go into the wall or lower the, or just lowers the gun. Okay, yeah, like the those neat little animations that like are completely unnecessary, but yeah. like you said, you might not even notice, but but help form the entire picture. Well, we weren't sure what you were on about, Richard, but thanks for the $2. Sinistar gives $10 and says, I enjoy the good cop, bad cop routine Marty and Yahtzee have with chat. Marty is always encouraging while Yahtzee is critical. The first time watcher chats being an example, happy Halloween. Yeah, that's that's the dynamic, I guess. Thanks for pointing out, yep. you loser. Now say a nice thing. Uh, you, guys, you guys are so good looking. And when I mentioned the parents' divorce earlier, that wasn't your fault because you were just kids. You don't improvise well, do you, Marty? Uh, yes, and? <laughs> uh, you've always seem to get flustered when I put you on the spot like that. The, the fluster is on purpose. The fluster is okay. part of the character. Okay, fine. Uh, Mr. Black Doctor 666 gives two euros and says cash for my new husband. I guess that I think me? that's you. I think he's talking oh, about shit. you. Shit. Um, I, I'm, I'm debt free, so I guess I would make a good husband in that respect. Hey, chat. Me, Marty, and Jack are doing something this afternoon. Three yeah. words: fuck, marry, kill. 
Oh no! Oh no! Uh, People Beth. like you guys more than me. Uh, but I think you seem more like marriage material to a lot of people. Bear Bomb gives five dollars and says, "Marty was mean. Now I'd like to refund this super chat." No, no, too late, Bear Bomb. And Dylan Cunts comes back uh, with his member chat, a member for thirty-one months, saying, "Jesus has already been thirty-one months." Yes, indeed. That's perfect. Dylan That's Cunts. Perfect. And Wesley Thomas gives two Canadian dollars and says, "Bet you're right, Marty." Although. God, Christ knows what he was talking about. Uh, oh my God, I definitely don't remember. Wesley, what was I talking about? I bet I was right, though. I think this is... Oh, that maybe. I think that's... Maybe that's when I was trying to be mean. I said, I bet you guys can't get us to, to 85% or whatever. Okay. Uh, Dakota W03 gives 199 and says nothing. Strong silent type. Thank you, Dakota. Pablo Pseudonym gives $2 and says, Yeah, it's showing Marty how to dom makes me feel things. God, we've fueled a lot of fan art today, haven't we? Oh no! I don't like this at all. Uh, Dylan Cunts gives nine ninety nine and says ten dollars more for Marty being the fin dom this episode. I guess these are all the super chats from around when we were talking about that. Ah, this is making sense. This is like taking a little trip down memory lane. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Ray Zach gives five dollars and says just want to help out. Adventure is nigh. Heart emoticon. Oh, thank you, Ray. Looks like a little bum on an ice cream cone. Uh, John Connor gives five Canadian dollars says I guess I'll be shamed by Marty but it's not like I want to or anything b -b backer ooh this is, this is great this worked out really well now I know the thrill you get when you insult people and then they give you money I'm starting to feel it do you also feel genuinely bad afterwards because I do sometimes you can't say that you can't show weakness <laughs> you can't show weakness okay, SVSCURE2000 gives five euros and says, I think I had some trick-or-treaters ring the doorbell half an hour ago. I just ignored them. This is Germany, not America. Yeah, trick-or-treating trick never Germany? really became a thing outside the US until, like, everyone was watching American TV all the time. And then some people sort of started trying to make it a thing, and a lot of places will just tell them to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> trick-or-treating was great. That was my experience growing up in England. Some people would try it, and a lot of people would just tell them to piss off. It sounds like they're doing that in Germany, too. Uh, Josh Garner, welcome to Early Access. Thank you so no much, Josh. Additional comment there. Uh, Goku Sond BZ gives $2 and says, Void Bastards, great indie FPS. Have you played it? I, I reviewed it, Goku Sond oh, BZ. On Zero you did play it. Ages ago. I think it's fine, but like most roguelites, it gets very samey very fast. Yeah. That one had a cool art style, right? Yeah, and they had the dude, the dude who does the narrator voice in Stanley Parable to do a voice in it. Oh, that's neat. Uh, Jay Ansel, budget Stephen Fry, as I tend to think of him. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. But he's uh, pretty, he was good. I like him as a narrator. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's got his own strengths. He's just really, really trying to do the Stephen Fry thing. Jay Ansel gives two pounds and says, imagine Just Cause 3 in first person. Sickening. Yeah, it probably would be. I would mm -hmm. like hookshot all over the place and get thrown about. Bomb it, yeah. I think there were like first person mods for Spider Man um, well, on PC. Hmm. I don't want to be swinging in first person. Don't don't make no. me do that. No. What was that first person swinging game that was by? Oh, it was the was it like the lead designer of Spider Man Two? No, um, that was third person. 
energy hook is what you're thinking of oh energy hook, of, yeah. there was an indie game where you were in a sort of virtual reality environment and it was first person and you had to swing and hook shot around mm. da someone will know it was yeah. like a like a obscure indie game uh from the last few years uh jay ansel gives two pounds and says imagine just calls oh we did that one abdul rahman alawadi gives five dollars and says insert funny joke here it's a great joke love no shan't oh Hun- we're not never mind hunter Roge gives five dollars and says played a vr mod for classic doom something about the shift to vr that makes the game spookier makes me jump more than i care to admit yeah i remember when i played doom vfr they've got some like classic doom levels in there you can try out if you feel like it and it feels sort of interesting simultaneously nostalgic and a bit weird what what, what are you seeing when you move your neck you see a doom level okay but are you still just aiming forward so you're looking at stuff but you still just aim like with your gun directly forward i guess so i mean a lot of uh, vr games give you an option to decide if it's like angle focused aiming or look focused oh. aiming yeah gotcha gotcha uh ray zach gives ten dollars says just got back into persona 5 almost started over but realized i had 97 hours into it ever picked up a game after a long time and forgot how to play it yeah, yeah that's that fairly common the amount of yeah. games we play yeah and then i if it's like a narrative driven game i end up going back and trying to restart it because i kind of need yeah. to have like a full swing when i go through something and, and yeah, have the momentum happens. of it happens all the time i'll play something for like an hour and then decide not to review it and the next week think oh you know what maybe i'll go back give it another go and i'll usually have to start from scratch because i'm not doing yeah. the mindset anymore yep Same. uh cedar geo gives 199 and says guys we got rid of daylight savings last year well i don't know where you are cedar geo but uh That's... so i looked this up uh and apparently a law did pass and i think next year is the last year of daylight savings well why not this year i'm uh, i don't want to have to like readjust my kids sleep time as i said i think 2023 is the last year so we did it we killed daylight savings then shantanu bartier gives 1799 aeds which if memory serves are arab emirates dinari and says just helping out adventure is nigh here too thank, thank you, you very so much. much well we managed and to your get memory to, did serve you correctly we managed to get to 81.59 percent i think that's incredible I think, I think your work here is done, chat. Yes. Well, not quite. There's still 61 days to go and still 19% to get to the target. Although we've already made more than enough to get Amy on a plane. That's true. That, uh, I guess the... I guess the rest of it is paying for the Airbnb. Milwaukee, the thing is, Milwaukee is cheaper than like the Bay Area. Or, well, or I'd hope, I'd Milwaukee well, isn't. I hope so. I've been very much aware. <laughs> but Milwaukee isn't like... I mean, like I can, bumfuck nowhere it's a major city i mean when, Things are back still when, back when we were house hunting just uh uh just out of curiosity's sake i decided to see what, what sort of place we could live in for our budget in kansas city mm-hmm. it turns out we could live like fucking emperors over there <laughs> you could have nick's house just be like one little part of your fiefdom yeah yeah we could have we could be on like a country estate we yeah. could have like peacocks yeah, you could have a Kansas City villa. That could be great. Well, anyway, thanks for watching Slightly Something Else, because that was the last Super Chat. Usually some more in coming while I'm talking, rude bastards that you are. But for now, I'll say 
that I was Yahtzee Crowshaw and I was joined by Matty Sleever. Thank you so much for and having if, me. And if you like us, which obviously you do because you're here, you might want to come to our next stream today, which is starting at 3.30 Central, 1.30 my time, mm -hmm. when we're going to play Pulsar Lost Colony, as demanded by Patreon subscribers. That'll be me and Marty and Jack piloting our little three-person spaceship through space. We'd already tried it out on Friday uh, offline to make sure it all worked and that we figured out how the game worked. And mm -hmm. i got to say, at the end of that session, I was confident that this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, same, same. Uh, I'm glad we put in that initial time, though, because like yeah. a stream of us fumbling through things would not be fun. Yeah, but it, I think this, this stream is going to be a lot of fun. It was very fumbly, but uh, we were just getting into the swing of things. And uh, I think it seems like a deceptively deep game. Yep, and same. Should be a lot of FDL style role playing shenanigans to be had. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, for the rest of this week, what have we, what we got coming up on Tuesday? Uh, well, later tonight, after our stream, is going to be uh, Hidden Gems. And you know what game's a hidden gem? Karen's oh, Staircase. Karen's back. Oh, slime me. Staircase. Jesus, uh, so they're getting their fucking money's worth, aren't they? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll have all of our normal streams this week, uh, including uh, Casey's Backs on Metal Gear and the recap and breakout, all that good stuff. And Friday at uh, noon central, we are starting what we have called Willow Week, which is not going to be a week. It's just going to be a series of disparate events. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Willow, Yahtzee? I have, kind of random. Okay. Obscure George Lucas fantasy film starring Warwick yep. Davis and Val Kilmer. Yep. I'm astonished exactly. I remembered all that off the top of my head. That was really impressive because we did not talk about this at all beforehand. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, there is a new Willow Disney Plus series coming out at the end of November. And Jack, oh, it turns Jesus. out, is the world's Fuck number one Christ. Willow superfan. So Jack is a Willow superfan and he owns a box copy of Willow on the NES the, the the regular Nintendo game, which was like a Zelda-like. And so the two of us and Jamate, who's also a big Willow fan, are going to be doing uh, Let's Plays of that on Fridays until we finish it. So There's Friday at noon. fucking Willow fans coming out of the woodwork, living a mile uh, all this time. Darren, Darren's a Willow fan too. It is weird. We have a lot of, there's there's several of us and we're all here. I've... It's like how like half the staff is dyslexic. Uh, the other half just loves Willow. Yeah, it's funny that. Yeah. Well, I'm not dyslexic and I don't like, I don't, I don't love Willow. What okay. category am I in? You're you're outside the Venn diagram. Because I am not I'm not dyslexic, but I do love Willow. So there you go. Wait, hang on. Jack like loves Willow and Jamate loves Willow. That's all the dyslexic, dyslexic guys. Dyslexic. Uh, so no, Jesse. Oh, Jesse as well. I, okay. I bet Jesse likes Willow. Does he love Willow? Willow seems like a Jesse thing. Well, the Venn diagram is people who love Willow and people who are dyslexic, and so far it's just a circle. <laughs> <clears throat> and then another circle for everyone else. There you go. Uh, John Stamos came in with a last-minute super chat, $5, to say, Yats just wanted to say I loved your remarks in the last DP about becoming a parent. Writes to the disdain for dead baby jokes. Experience the same. I know, it's funny, right? It's almost like it does a thing to your brain. Yeah. All the weird chemicals making you like babies all of a sudden. And Goku-san BZ gives another $2 and says, Thank you for getting me into Lucas Pope games. You're welcome, Goku-san yeah. BZ. Christ, I'm you we get a new your one presence soon. felt a lot this week. I'm hoping we get a new one soon. And Wesley Thomas with two Canadian dollars just said, told you, and then a tongue out. Okay, then. 
Oh yeah, I missed that one. Uh, and right. then what do you what do you have going on later this week? Well, on Wednesday I've got my usual zero punctuation episode, which this week will be the much awaited review of Gotham Knights. Uh people love it when I'm very mean to a very well known game, so this should go down pretty well, I find. Oh no. <laughs> I thought although, you were gonna like it. Although, you know, most people's most people hated it, so not exactly uh, a sea change. No. But yeah. And uh, and extra punctuation, of course, is as mm -hmm. we mentioned, is going live for everyone on YouTube. It's already out for members. It is on the subject of the Silent Hill announcement stream and all the things that were announced therein. Oh, so are you, is it going to be like a live graph of your hype meter while watching it? Like, did your hype did your hype spike when they uh, several men entered a room to talk well, about how the franchise was changing? Well, now that you mentioned it, I suppose it is a live action line graph of my hype because the YouTube progress bar is a perfectly straight flat line, <laughs> which represents my level of hype perfectly well. <laughs> R.I.P. And. Uh, uh, do we have a new Adventures and I on Saturday? Uh, we do. Yeah, episode three. Yes. The last side quest is on Saturday Ooh. for members. Um, and uh, let me just say it, it, it uh, culminates in probably my favorite uh, uh, role playing moment I've ever had in, in a D and D game. Uh, mm. So I'm I'm very excited for you guys to check that out. And that means that two weeks from then, yes, season th the the back half for the back. The yes. act of uh, season two will be the dream ready. team are back the actual yes. players the serious ones oh, we never said we're literally it's literally called side quest the return of your heroes mortimer dabarella sigma and grindabin to complete the thrills and spills of the adventure of the platinum heart and uh, oh and we were banging on so long another super jack came in from Timis thomas wisneski Giving $5 to say removing the dumb ha noise from the Escapist logo was the best move you guys have made. Anyway, any thoughts about Zaktronics? Interesting studio. Don't start to bring up new topics right when we're signing off, Thomas Wisniewski, you asshole. What's the ha? I don't understand what the ha noise is. Oh, well, ages ago, like the Escapist, like, uh, ident at the start of Zero Punctuation episodes had like yeah. a voice going ha really loudly and obnoxiously like Nelson from The Simpsons. Oh, okay. And we well, haven't used that ident in a very long time. Oh, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad we don't have that anymore. Also, Zaktronics games are like Opus Magnum, which seem very confusing to me. Let me tell you, I am not smart enough to to play that man's video games. Okay. No more super chats now. Toffee needs to go for a walk. Bye, Toffee. Bye, everyone. See you guys in like a Bye. little over two hours for Pulsar. Bye. Thanks for Bye, everybody. Thanks for indirectly funding my kibble. Bye.